0: what up guys it's me day and this is D and uh this is what I learned from comics and today we are going to be talking about um video games video games video goddamn games oh yeah and um merry christmas to all this is our first christmas episode so I feel like y'all should be imagining us in like some christmas gear or something which we don't have on but you can pretend okay (laughs) um so I guess, how should we start this off? Um, you text me and ask me what my game of the year was.
1: Yeah, I was like, like everybody's pretty much doing a recap of their year right now for 2018. And I thought some things we could kind of recap would be video games. And Video games spill into, for us, pop culture, comic books. I see a lot of inspiration coming one to the other and the other to the other and so we wanted to kind of cover some of the games that were like in a one shot was this the game of the year what was your favorite game what favorite what games are you looking forward to And pretty much how games affect lifestyle
0: cool okay so my game of the year would have to be personally for me red dead redemption right all right. Um, what uh, first? What is yours?
1: Ooh, for me, as
0: a father,
1: I would still have to say Fortnite, and okay. just because.
0: Did that come out? That didn't come out this year. There was
1: a winter edition, and so okay. <laughs> I, I live in a household with two little girls, and Fortnite, at ages six and eight, affects them so much it affects apparel like you don't know how many like t-shirts and hoodies and other pair of apparel i've seen coming to my household pay those rappers because of fortnite and then just seeing a little stuff like the twitter with the carlton oh i'm suing for that dance uh fortnite was a big game i just feel like it had a big impact big game um i still agree with the red dead redemption um it's i, I like that but as somebody as a father has children and just seeing uh twitch Fortnite was huge okay
0: cool cool um all right so i guess i'll go into why i pick red dead as my personal um game of the year and then i was going to uh what would be considered the podcast's hot take because that's what we do here all right now i'm lying but <laughs> <laughs> um so Red Dead to me is game of the year primarily because it was the game that I put the most hours into analyzing. Now that's not to say that of War or Celeste or any other game didn't quite do that for me. It's just that the breadth and the scope of what that game was trying to accomplish for me was amazing. Um, and the running consensus is that it did slightly different things in terms of narrative. Um, for example, woo. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, we're doing this while driving. Indeed, just scared the hell out of me. But anyway, uh, it was it was a uh, it, it it did something different in terms of narrative, where it presented moments to you that weren't necessarily connected to the main story. Um so as you're you know running through this vast world, um you encounter moment to moment interactions that kind of just throw you off or throw you by surprise. And that for me was part of the experience to the point where I didn't even really do the main story oftentimes. A good portion of the game was me running around And that had a huge impact because so many of the moments in the game had, you know, been generated personally by my own experience. Um, However, I will say that uh, that is also why most people don't rate that as their game of the year. God of War actually took uh, game of the year in some senses. Um, Did you play God of War at all?
1: I didn't play God of War. Um, I've been in GameStop a lot just to like buy T-shirts, and I've just seen the gameplay looks amazing, um, but I never actually played it.
0: Okay. I I bought it but haven't finished it. Um, so I guess I'll explain. I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna try to make this short and keep a keep it on a centrist level in terms of this explanation. But the one of the main reasons that people didn't have um, Red Dead as their game of the year is because most people were saying that it was a bad game um and why they said it was a bad game was you could make an argument and that has valid weight in saying that red dead was slow it was uh clunky in terms of the interface um like there were times i would play the game and i would try to sit down or i would try to maneuver through the interface and I couldn't quite do a move or couldn't quite get my my, my character to sit down um, in a chair because I had to navigate through a series of buttons. Um, some would say it's outdated in terms of how the character moves around the world, like constantly tapping a button, which is referred to in video games as game feel. Um, and that's often how a character moves around a, a video game. Um... Some argue that the game really is nothing new uh, to the series. It's essentially just GTA or Red Dead with better graphics. Um, so another thing that most people mention when they're talking about Red Dead as well is... Um, um, the... How... I guess how long or how unfun it is. Um, and I can make... Okay, so let me break this down into two two things first. First, I, in my mind, a game does not always have to be fun. So that, you can kind of strike that argument out too. Um, but that's just my personal philosophy with making games. Like it, uh, that a, a, a game doesn't necessarily have to be fun and that there are other emotions that can be drawn out when playing video games, anger being one of them. Um, secondly, um consider that Rockstar wanted the game to feel slow. So for all the people saying that it's slow, that's understandable. Um another critique that a lot of people also had was that the no one finished the main storyline and that's primarily because um, when you're doing a storyline, you had to stop doing all the amazing stuff that was happening around in your environment to go back to a storyline that had nothing to do with all of the things you did within the environment. Half of the stuff that you can encounter within the environment, you can go explore on your own. So that's understandable on those parts. But and that's just a quick rundown of like um uh, you know why some people don't really think that uh, Red Dead is game of the year I want to also point out that Red Dead for me is game of the year because it's operating on what I refer to as systems driven gameplay meaning um, I can shoot a dead body in Red Dead, leave it there and flies will start to emerge Whoa! I can come back to that dead body and the body will start to decay and vultures will be there so, it's a system driven game meaning it, there's multiple things that could attack things that aren't necessarily in, in my benefit. For example, I was hunting a deer and a cougar attacked me. So, I became the I hun- get
1: attacked by cougars every <laughs> once in a while too as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh
0: yeah, anyway, um I, I essentially look at that. It, it, uh, I look at that in the way that people. Sorry about that. I look at that in the way that people. Um, you know, they, they you can find valid critiques and arguments for any game and say why it's not Game of the Year. So some of those arguments don't hold weight. Some people say that the aiming is clunky. I say that's gobbledygook too. Some people say that the aiming and shooting is old fashioned. I would agree. Um, ironically, people are comparing, um, Red Dead to Breath of the Wild, uh, Zelda, which is understandable because they figured out how to do a a really well-crafted open world game. So, but I'm not going to harp on why I think it's not game of the year or why I think it is. Just offering you some, um, uh, can, you know, opinions from, different views on why it is and, or why it isn't. Um, I haven't finished God of War, so I'm not going to give too much opinion on that one, but it looks amazing and it feels amazing when you're fucking playing. So I think for next year,
1: the goal for day and I, I want to kind of in- integrate this into our podcast and with video, when we have it come out is doing Twitch of playing a game and just you being able to see our interaction, guys. I have stopped playing video games. I've had a bunch of time to play video games because my time has been spent being, you know, being a father and there's fathers being fathers too. But mine's just like, I would have a say, I say have a unique situation working at nighttime, doing entrepreneurial things during the day and then doing things with the girls. I want to add video games into that lifestyle and as an outlet and also as just kind of well day is actually working on a game um i'm not going to say too much my man likes to be mysterious Uh, i'm just going to say you know just be on the lookout he's going to have something come out soon and when when it comes like just be ready but i want to say some of the games i came across this year that weren't oh red dead or god of war that like people loved fifa a lot of people loving fifa was a big game this year um, NBA 2K18 was another big game this year. Twitter has been off the hook probably the last two weeks or so with that glitch that was in the Smash Brothers game.
0: Yeah, was, I, that's what I've been playing.
1: What yeah, I've been playing Smash, Brothers. Smash Brothers, which is awesome. Like, if you can get your hands on any of these games and you're an introvert,
0: secretly smash brothers is my game of the year (laughs) and i got smoke for anybody who wants it
1: (laughs) so if you're an introvert and you want to make some friends if you have a you know decent tv you got a nice little space that isn't covered with ramen and potato chips and weed and shit okay um I would invite some people over, and this is an easy way for you to make some friends.
0: No, that's pretty accurate, though.
1: And I, I would do it. Like, I got some people in my job, quiet as shit, and it's always the quiet ones you got to watch out. But, like, yo, you want to come over? I got, you know, Smash Brothers. Instantly, we're best friends. I come over there. And if you don't got no girls in your life, invite some girls. Invite some girls to go over. Girls like playing cute little characters and... You guys, all you got to do is get maybe a couple six-pack, no. order a pizza.
0: I mean, let me forget what he' talking about, okay? Here's what you really could do. Um, one, every Saturday, you could do this. Two, um, Halloween, we actually had a plan of, like, getting everyone together in the living room and playing nothing but horror games. Mm. Like, so that's another thing. But, yeah, anyway, here.
1: No, I'm totally down to do that idea next year, but I want to segue into the next question. So I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Like I've always wanted to be Spider-Man as a child. Spider-Man was a huge game this year. Amazing what they did with developing the music, characters, multiple suits and costumes and things you could do in this game. I asked this question of day. Why is it like a game like Spider-Man can succeed like this, but you don't too often see too many. Like a, an X-Men game or a Wolverine game or or even... Injustice is good, but I don't feel like it succeeds on the level that a Spider-Man
0: does. Tell me about that day. Um, take into consideration that oftentimes when developers are making games like that, they're doing it in downtime and working in the game that they re- really are passionate about and I use the word passion lightly but um, oftentimes those types of games that are based off of movies are um, money grabs for a brief second uh, to help pay the bills cash that aside um, games like injustice it's typically them filling in a character to do fan service for another group so they want to appease one group of people And then if you really think about what the fighting community is, if it's not Street Fighter or Smash Brothers, then um, it is somewhat of a niche audience. Um, So beyond that, you're not really going to get the mass appeal. But the reason that Spider-Man took off the way it did is because early on developers learned something really quickly. um, Or I would say not so quickly, but picked it up really well, which is. When we don't base video games off of movies and we just base video games off of video games about characters, then they become better games, a.k.a. Batman Arkham Asylum is a great example of a game that can make you feel like Batman, a game that they figured out how to make you feel like Batman without being a cheesy knockoff of the movie. It's just a standalone project that is of its own ilk based off of a comic book. This is the exact same thing that Spider-Man recently did, which is why it's doing so well, because it's not trying to emulate the, the movies at all, and it's not adhering to some script, which most developers get wrong anyway. Developers try to mimic movies, and that's why these games are bad. Games aren't movies. They're games.
1: Is this a recipe that any developer... Can like put these ingredients together and make it happen?
0: Not sure. I can't say only because I don't know the internals of like um, any given studio is different. But if it's a triple A studio, I don't see why not. Like a EA or you know EA has done it in the past. Um, um, uh, Activision. You know those guys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they could do it.
1: Was there any low key games that maybe not too many people know about that you came across like I fucks with this game and whether it be on like Xbox, Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, PS4 or even Steam?
0: There was a game that came out. uh, I think it was. All right. Well, it might have came out last year, but I played it this year and that was uh, a game called Minute. And um, I kind of want to ask you the same question about, you know, I was going to ask whether or not you play indie games. And, um, you know, you mentioned me working on a game. So technically, I am an independent game designer. So um, Minute is really good because you play it in one minute, as the name infers And the idea is you get as much as you can get done within one minute and... If you don't, then you die and you start over. And there's different ways it really makes you just that one mechanic of having a time frame on you exploring the environment around you gives you a real incentive to try to figure out what comes next in your priorities and not just roam around and do stupid shit. Um, But I also want to kind of point out that I think it's probably more beneficial Um, and me and my partner are kind of working on this as well, that, um, independent games or games in general become shorter for adults, primarily because you go to the movies within a two hour span and you enjoy an experience. The idea is the same for me is that I don't have time (coughs) to play video games as much as I would like because I'm trying to make one or I'm working. Um, so I would like to have the experience of a 60 hour game or two hour movie within that time of two or three hours and then put it down and say that I enjoyed this game and wake up and do my daily due diligence. But I can't because the typical game is 60 to 80 hours long. So uh, Minute and Celeste would be those two for me. Um, I learned...
1: And this is something I kind of want to implement, guys. If you have your own business, or you're online, or you're trying to create a brand for yourself, I think you can learn a lot from the marketing of independent games in a in a community. Um, my two daughters, at some point, came across uh, Five Nights at Freddy's.
0: No, oh, yeah, it's another independent
1: game. And. I was looking like Teddy Bear or something. Oh, this must be a cute game. And oh. so when I went to go investigate, it was like, oh, hell no. But I was intrigued because not only did this game come out and it's been out for a while and people have been playing it, mm-hmm. but it's that people are still talking about it because, in my opinion, now, guys, this is just from my experience the story concept through YouTube, Reddit, Twitter, there's all these like fan. Um, I think this is what really happened to the family or this got unlocked and this is what really is going on with the family or this could be what's going on or this is why that character or even people, um, Twitchers playing this game over and over against who's better at it or who can do it this level. And I'm like this game, um, it's all, if I work at the base level at quick service restaurant, it's almost like I just got a basic burger. How do I make people keep one in this basic burger. And it's like, I put a story behind it. At one point I worked for Chick-fil-A. It's just a chicken sandwich. But when I first worked for this company, put story behind it, they put, um, we're closed on Sundays. You know, my father came up with this concept, True, it. And then all my brothers worked in this place and we adopted another son and he works for the place and we're Christian owned and we do all this. And it's sort of all this story that's attached to this product, which makes you want to invest into it. I started wanting to b- play this game and pay attention to it because the story sucked me in. And I think if you can do that with a product or service, or if you got a podcast, if you can suck people into your story, what you're about, I think that's huge. Me, sometimes when I'm around date, like you guys don't get to be around date like I do, but I feel like if this was the maze runner, there might be one part unlocking level se- open, sector seven will open up with day today, but there's sectors four and three and one that I might never see. But it may be another day that I might be talking today about something and sector two opens up and it's like there's so many different. Sorry about saying this, but shades of day that I, I still oh
0: God. <laughs> that
1: I haven't seen yet. And I'm like, yo, this is an interesting person. Cause when I first met this dude, it's like I like Captain America. I like Iron Man. Captain America's bullshit. Like that's where we started. And just the relationship has evolved. So I think if you can capture that in a game, it's huge. And I think if you look at the independent level, um and you're a game developer or you're looking at marketing. I would emulate that if you can, Um, because it works for other things, too. Great thing. Somebody told me over the phone last Monday. Great thing about Jeff Bezos. He started with books, but he created um, a structure. And from that structure, he branched in. You now have like I got people who are dying if their Amazon Prime doesn't get to the house today. (laughs) Like I will die if Amazon Prime doesn't deliver what I you know, whether it be a T-shirt or a Miles Morales doll or whatever. But that's now Amazon Prime groceries. If you're getting a job for 2019, you got Amazon delivering your wardrobe to you right now. But he built all that off of this one small structure of books. So I just wanted to make that point. But um, Day, you know more about games than me. What games do you foresee are going to either be huge or going to be like good games like you? Sh- you got to play this next year?
0: um so far um all right i got three one uh last of us two is coming out um typically what you'll notice is at the end of a generation um it's speculated that ps5 uh, five is coming out in 2020 and what you'll notice at the end of a generation of a, of, of a systems life cycle is the developer will get really fucking good at making games for that system. So everything will start looking good. Last of Us typically comes out at the end of a cycle. So I'm just kind of giving you guys a hint of what may happen in 2020. But anyway, um, so Last of Us, naturally, because that looks amazing. and looks to be building on top of what it already established Um Two years ago or a year ago. Uh, when Last of Us come out? Two years ago. Uh, two years ago with Last of Us 1. And then I think they're also done with the Uncharted series. So they have a chance to kind of focus on this. Um, as much as they possibly can. Um, the second one would have to be. Uh, Resident Evil 2 the remake. Which comes out the beginning of next year. And that looks phenomenal. Because they changed the camera angles up. And much like Five Nights at Freddy, it's based off of genuine horror and not tension. Um, a, a quick thing of like people who played the new Resident Evils kind of have a thing of noticing um, that they bombard you with enemies, which isn't really horror. It's just tension. Real horror isn't seen. It's 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 uncertainty. So what you don't see scares you. Which is why Five Nights at Freddy work. Because it works from the camera. And the constant positioning of the the character moving towards the video room. Same thing with uh, Resident Evil. A good portion of the zombies don't attack you. Um, much of the game is you running around a quiet environment. Listening to sounds. Um, which much of the game's sound design is being focused on. Um, which is... You know, like a a fallen fault on like a lot of game developers because they don't focus on sound design as much as much as they should. Um, But the third game would have to be Cyberpunk 77. Uh, That is like my top tier game that I'm waiting for. Um, CD Projekt Red. uh, They did uh, they did uh, the Witcher series. Mm -hmm. which is getting a television series uh, real soon but um yeah they they they're working on cyberpunk 77 and that game looks like it's going to be massive um anything cyberpunk related you got me in there's like cybernetic enhancements there's a amazingly huge city and then it seems to be um you know each district allows you to kind of have a different view of how people operate in that in that city and then supposedly you'll have uh different approaches to how you handle certain stories if you go to youtube there's a uh if you haven't seen it it's a maybe a 40 minute video of um the first few minutes of the game and it's ridiculous um so yeah that's that's definitely my my pick
1: i want to catch up on every game that we've kind of mentioned in this podcast and I'm really excited for the last one that Dave mentioned, the cyberpunk. I'd probably say the one additional game that I'm interested in seeing is Kingdom Hearts. And not just because I had children, but because it's something special that I'm just seeing from the trailers about this one. I first played the the first one and second one and I'm like, I'm done with this. But there's just something about, like he said, at the end of a generation of a system that they get so good at making a game. And I see that's what's being executed with this last Kingdom Hearts that's coming out. Music looks amazing, characters look amazing. And the thing was, I always was anticipating like what character is gonna pop out on this level or in this scene that they're gonna give some personality to. And it's not gonna be something typical that I see in a Disney movie, it's a little bit darker. And it's so cool to see darker versions Um, it's not dark. It's like dark by like Disney standpoint standards, not like dark, like, you know, uh, the adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. (laughs) It's not that dark, but just seeing slightly darker versions of these Disney characters that you've grown up with. Um, other than that, guys, we just want to cap it off by just saying, enjoy some games, spend some time with your family, things that are hot right now this week that, um, I'm very interested in right now. There's a book called Influencer amazing book. Hit it up on Google Play or Amazon. It's really good at showing you the power of persuasion, analytics, and how to get big on social media. I think if you can tap into the community portion of social media and and how that can help your business and how that can help you relate to people, I think that'll be huge for your growth for 2019. Movie I'm watching right now, The Birch Box. I I love this movie with Sandra Bullock. There's so many low key characters in this movie that do a great job. Um, I wanna say his name is Rel. He was in the movie Get Out. He's the one who's the security guard that comes to pick up his friend at the end of the movie. John Malkovich, timeless. And I don't know why this guy doesn't age for some reason as well too. He's good in the movie. Um, Sandra Bullock just sucks you into this movie and i just love the dynamic of them just going back and forth between the five years when it first happened and then yeah, the time on those the roof. Ru- those time lapses are amazing um, as far as music i'm probably just listening to um, a little playlist that i'm getting for everybody so if you can see from me probably until new year's eve you're going to see me on my story on diera's vs just playlist spotlight from so-and-so and this is the one song that I like music has a huge impact on from what I've seen in 2018 of doing this podcast on um people's work they're getting inspiration and then just keeping them in a positive state of mind and mood so definitely just pay attention to your music and get better music and if you're just listening to the same stuff and it's just becoming repetitive you know ask somebody to make a playlist for you. Listen, branch out, listen to some other things. I remember when I first started, I was just only listening to hip hop and then people had me listening to the Beatles. And
0: still the greatest band
1: Yeah. And I just, you would never assume somebody from Randallstown or Washington Avenue or Pulaski listening to something like that. But they're all these different groups that might not sound like hip hop. They're talking about the same basic things that everybody's going through just from a different perspective and I think that's I think that's the cool thing that you can if you have like a a soul you can relate to that
0: um also all your favorite rappers are probably sampling um yeah a lot of stuff that you don't quite listen to so anyway um yeah uh music Anderson Pax album Oxnard amazing uh uh, verse of the year goes to Jay Z I'm throwing that out there um what I'm reading,
1: nothing. You always read something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm reading like five different books, but nothing that I would would particularly call interesting on here. Leonardo da Vinci's, uh, um, by Isaac Walton. Uh, that that's a good. If you want to get into him, then so the first book that I've read on da Vinci that's actually talking about history and not art and um, uh, amalgamating them.
1: Yeah, I mean, get get outside of the box and stop like reading the same stuff. You can get um, something from different things. I had a kid who reached out to me on Instagram today and I asked him, why aren't you posting? He's a good artist. And he said, I can't come up with any type of anime character to draw. And I think he was just thinking inside the box of just Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, Tokyo Ghoul. And I said, you know, there's a bunch of different things. You know, One Punch Man next season has been renewed. You can draw, do some art for that. You can do Seven Deadly Sins, Um, an anime that's low key, that's got almost the style of drawing like a berserk, Baku, The Grappler. That's also on Netflix. You can draw some of those things. So like, just like, don't keep your like interest just boxed in. Like, this is all I know. This is all I do. Like, you don't fuck with me, then I don't fuck with you. No, like, get some other interests. Like, just grow. Going into 2019, that's the best thing I can say for... On that on that point. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, also, if you're having troubles uploading, just do it anyway. Because I find that even I myself have a crippling habit of being super critical of my work. And it's never perfect. So just upload it. Like, people are gonna criticize it and just remember those that criticize it they can't do what you do if you can do better you would be doing it so take that into consideration two chances are nobody's gonna do that they're just gonna say oh that looks amazing and you'll feel good and then you'll feel happy that you did it uh smash brothers is what i'm playing and once again if you want the smoke i'm here (laughs) um uh, and the last thing uh, I did watch Bird Box, but since you mentioned it, I'll say the Bodyguard on Netflix is really good. It's, some, it's only like seven episodes, and
1: what's the name of the dude? The dude he used to be on Game of Thrones, right?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't. I don't know if I recognized any of the characters. He's it's,
1: the one who dies at the red wedding. That's the dude.
0: Oh, that's him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. 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 Okay. Well. Yeah. That's. I didn't recognize him at all. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the only thing I think I I'm looking, looking at right now.
1: Okay. Well guys, finish your Christmas shopping like this episode, give it as many stars or likes that you can and check out more material from us coming up soon. Peace.